just want to say this. John A. Yes. Okay, we're going to go by letters. A. Okay. I am so happy to see you. I'm so happy to see you, too. It's been a really long week. It, honestly, it's been it truly has felt like it it's has been a dragged. Very, yeah. yeah. Dragged bad here in Los Angeles, California, um, as uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger likes to uh, say it. Um, let's let's see. So this past week, uh, it has felt like an entire year of seasons. It has been it has been it has been fall. It has been winter. It has been summer. It has been 95 degrees and also 65 degrees all in the same week over here. And I'm like, make up your mind. John, can I tell you right now it's overcast here, here in Arizona, here in sunny, blistering Arizona. It's overcast. That only happens like once a year. And that's already happened. John, it's happened so many times this year. I'm telling you what, this weather's changing a change in. Well, I hope that the floods come. And, and, and move the shore, or move move the moves the shoreline to uh, Arizona because then that would be great. Honestly, that would be great. I mean, don't get me wrong though; I do love San Diego. Um, a, a whale's vagina. A whale's vagina. I do well. Okay, I should whale. Uh, uh, speaking of whales, well, um, I. <laughs> Good one. Um, <laughs> I don't know exactly if I love San Diego or if I just like Coronado Island. Um, oh, cause, oh, I see what you're talking about. I haven't not been to Coronado Island and I also have not been to the, uh, the Los Angeles equivalent, which is Catalina Island. See, I've never been to Catalina. Either. I want to go. Should we? Well, um, my agent fancy. I love saying oh, that. You know I what? love saying that. I I'll love say it. it one more time. Cause I liked it too. Okay, cool. So my, I was talking to my agent. Yes. Okay. Oh, that and, really did it for me. Yeah. And then he uh, was t- <laughs> telling me about like how he was, uh, going to, uh, Catalina Island to run his first half marathon or whatever. And I was like, oh my gosh, I want to go. And then so I didn't, you're gonna- and then I, no, I didn't go. Oh. It, it already happened. I just expressed that I wanted to go. Oh. I, I, I feel like this is all just like a, a vessel for me to say my agent again. Oh, that's uh, oh, okay. Gosh. That's okay. it. So that one gave me goosebumps. <laughs> welcome to the show. <laughs> welcome everybody. to the show. Hi, uh, this is yes. a podcast called Mean Girls, mean Girls Interrupted. Interrupted. Also, if you're new here and you're looking at our titles, the podcast titles, we like to mash up movies. We're not doing two movies. We do one. We do yes. one movie per episode, but we like to mash up titles because it's fun for us. Did somebody express confusion about that? No, but you know what? Sometimes I think people are probably like, well, I don't get it. Well, that's what I like about the titles, because like you kind of don't if you don't read the description, you go <laughs> into it not knowing exactly what movie we're going to be doing yep. until we announce it, which I love because it could be one of two. It could be one of two. Unless it says, oops, all. Oh, oops all. If it says oops all, you already know exactly what movie you're getting. Otherwise, yeah. it's a surprise, bitch. So yeah. you better read that description. You better read how funny it is first. And you better like, you better comment, and you better follow, subscribe, do whatever you need to Rate, do on review. your preferred listening platform. Yes. Because that helps us out so much because we need those advertising doll hairs, and you guys are the gatekeepers to that. So quit girl bossing on us. All also, right. quit gatekeeping all of that sweet, sweet munties. Yes. Because we want it. We want it so we can keep on reviewing all of these 
sometimes really good, sometimes <laughs> mediocre, and sometimes really bad movies for you. <laughs> Speaking of really bad movies, yes, um, Travis? I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. So it's Halloween. And as you all know, if you're mm-hmm. new here, if you're new here, we have been doing two episodes per week. For the month of October. Halloween Horror Month. And we've been doing only horror movies because we are, and as Katya says, gay people love watching straight people die. Oh, that's why gay people love horror movies because, and it's true. I hadn't even thought about it. I was like, what's so appealing about this? It is is a very astute observation. I'm like, my tormentors are being murdered. Because if you think about it, a lot of the status quos of these protagonists within horror movies, they do sort of subscribe to like quasi heteronormative lifestyles because it's like they're everyday people in these very dangerous situations. Yes, that somehow first I want what's crazy to me is I've only ever seen and this was in a Halloween movie. The la, which one was it? The was it? John, I can't remember. Are you talking about Halloween? Halloween? Yes, but which one was it? Out Describe of the, new, the situation because I don't know what you're going to say. The two gay ones. <laughs> the two gay guys because there's only ever been like Is a that gay Halloween character. H2O? No, I think it's the first installment of the reboot of oh, Halloween. The, oh, the ones from Rob Zombie? No, from this one. From oh, this just, one with Jamie oh, Lee Curtis. Got it, it was, got it. It was the guy from Mad TV. The one who plays, um, I think it's just Halloween 2018 or whatever the fuck. Yeah, 2018. So Halloween 2018, there's two gay people who die. And I was thinking about this. I'm like, I don't think we've ever seen a gay couple. Oh no, no, that, that is Halloween kills by the way. Oh, it's kills. They are, they are bleeding together at this point. John, can I just tell you, and I had the reason why I was like, we have to start. Both of their names are John, which is really, you know what? I I didn't talk about this at the time because I wanted to be like pro whatever gays being in Halloween movies. But what, by the way, everybody who doesn't know yet, we're Travis and I are completely gay so we can say whatever the fuck we want to. Yeah, we can. We actually (laughs) have every right to say what we want. um, But the thing is with Halloween kills, I don't know the orientation of the writers, the the directors, whatever, but um, it just felt for me as I get older, I get a little bit sensitive to like gay people in movies being the punchline. And I felt like the, the gay couple, the big John and little John in Halloween kills were a little punchliney. Okay. We did not discuss that. Am so, I being am I being too sensitive? I okay. Actually, no, your feelings are valid and you can feel however you want. I didn't however. feel that. No, 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 no. <laughs> I didn't feel that way because oh. to me, I was like, cool. I'm like, representation matters, even though both of these fuckers are gonna right. get murdered. Progress is progress, I guess. So, but I also think probably both of those people. As long as they're identified like in real life, maybe as gay and not don't straight think that people. They do. See, because I don't want like, I don't want like a I'm straight person. I'm speculating and I am conjectivitising in. Oh, I love conjectivitis. That's just a, a new way of saying conjecture. Yeah, yeah. You know, but like as like an active verb <laughs> and stuff. But, <laughs> but well, I will say this. Okay. Uh-huh. The movies that we're doing this week, we're yeah. going to have two separate episodes. We're just going to tell you right now, you're getting Orphan, First Kill, and you're getting Halloween Ends. Okay. Yes. This one that we're doing now is Orphan, First Kill. It's the first, that's what you're going right. to be listening to in this episode. Yeah. The next one will be Halloween Ends. 
And the reason why I say this is because these two movies felt like four movies. Um, I felt like I was watching. I had to watch them four separate. Like I had to watch them both in two different installments. So it did actually feel like four movies for me. John. Okay. So I watched Orphan all the way through and I was like. Um, What is going on here? Okay. It felt like. Okay. We'll get into it because we're going to watch Orphan first. But I'm telling you, if you guys choose to watch these movies, be prepared for the movie to switch into a different movie at some point. <laughs> they both do that. They do. It's wild. It's and it's so like, weird. It's, it's, uh, I would say it's not fun. Um, <laughs> it's very jarring. And, and, and multiple times, multiple times I was just like very much thinking to myself, like, what is going on? John it had me so annoyed. Cause I was like, wait, there's potential for each one of these, for each half of this movie yeah. to be its movie itself and a good one. Right there. But they're like, we got to do everything. <laughs> we got to so, do it all. So if. Oh, so just in case you guys didn't know, this is a movie review podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, we review it. All of our opinions are our own. We yes. do not disparage the creators. We know it takes a lot of money, hard work and people's efforts to make a movie that can either no. be a flop. We, or fully, a win. we fully respect everybody involved in these movies. We es- actually, especially, we, and I have to say this sincerely up top. I have, we have to sincerely pay, uh, not respects as in like they're die They have died, but no, like well. respect, uh, to, uh, we have to honor the actors who are in these movies. We feel for you. We are very, very sorry. And we can tell that everybody involved in this movie, Orphan Kills, was giving it their best. John, they they tried. And they were in. It's a very commendable act of courage, of shamelessness, bravery and embarrassment. And I feel like (laughs) like it's so but you can tell that they are committed professionals they showed up to set knowing exactly full well what the script was about and they were just like you know what i am under contract i have to at least it is my responsibility to not phone in it phone it in john if that had been me i would have been under contract and under the influence because i would not have been able to show up any other way (laughs) you would like you would like full-on like 1940s like <laughs> like Joan Crawford yes. with like a martini it. There's no way. There's <laughs> you show up on set like a little bit late and just be like a full pro, but also very much three in. John, I would have asked if they could change my role to the blue screen at the end of Orphan Kills. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because let can me just be tell the blue screen. That thing, that was a scene stealer. Uh-huh. It stole the whole show. Uh, yeah, it took me out. All of my focus was on the fact that it was a blue screen. And you're John, absolutely right. John, it was actually in your face. Like, uh-huh. they may as well have just done a drawing on a blue screen of a house on fire because <laughs> yeah. let me tell you i'm sorry guys we are jumping to the end but we're gonna give you the beginning too yeah that's what, that just goes to show you have to reserve a lot of your budget for post-production and that's a lesson learned john i don't do you i hope they learned that lesson because let me tell you <laughs> you live and learn okay john that was i'm not even kidding uh-huh 
Riverdale also, has a bigger budget than this movie. I mean, honestly, Riverdale it doesn't surprise me at all because it's like, like a huge hit movie. What, I mean, like, w- what are we doing? Um, so that is the question. <laughs> that is the that is the main tension that starts after the cold open because the cold open is actually pretty cool. I thought this movie was gonna be. I was like, I love the first up. orphan, John. This is what irritates me that I'm so irritated Go by off. this movie. Work it, sis. Be- because I was hoping you would say the same thing. The cold open and orphan kills. I, f- I loved it. I almost swore. I don't swear anymore. You guys, I was in a life altering car accident and, and I am. Which reminds him never to swear <laughs> ever again. I've never, I will not. So, so if you advertise, hear me, please, with yes. us, Mean Girls Interrupted. Uh-huh. So we can be, we're never going to be kid friendly, by the way. Just so and you all unless, know. Unless Disney calls and is like, hey. <laughs> no, we will go under one of the umbrella companies. That oh, yeah. They 20th Century Horror is now a thing, by the way. Is it? Yeah. Oh. And that's what you think about that? <laughs> that was a demon inside me expressing its joy. <laughs> so, anyway, no, but um, let me get back to the cold open for Orphan mm-hmm. Kills. Um, really cool. Like, yes, honestly, they did it. Super cool. The movie could have just been inside of that. That's what I was thinking. John, but, that's what I was thinking. Hello. Yeah, so let's get more specific. So it starts out with uh, Esther slash Lena. Wait, can you tell me how much this movie? Who were the actors? How much was it? Okay, let's just go back a half step in the past. Let's go a hair, back a hair, you know. Just a little bit of a half step. So get ready for it. This had a a budget of $10 million. It did. Where, Where do you think that went? Uh, to, um, Julia Stiles. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for sure. To Julia Stiles and the hot dad, whoever that is. I get it. I (laughs) totally get it. This this movie does have a theme of hot dad. (laughs) Honestly, the whole theme is hot dad. (laughs) It's all like, it's all like the, the precursor of, of a porn involving a hot dad. Honestly, Um, the budget went to Julia Stiles, which is why they could not complete the end of the movie. She kept being like, you know what? If I'm going to show up again, you got to pay me more. Yeah. It's like, let's let's renegotiate this contract, please. Okay. By the way, I had no clue she was in this. Just FYI. And I was here for it. Yeah, me too. Because so it does star Julia Stiles and she plays Trisha Albright, who is um, mysterious. Who is Trisha Albright. Who is Trisha Albright. It doesn't even stand for name too. But it doesn't even stand for... Patricia? No, that's why I like it. That's why I like it because it's Trisha with a C. And I always think like she's a rich bitch. Well, Albright, I mean, that's a that's a white supremacist uh, name. So it is. I don't know. It It sounds like it. It sounds very like white Aryan American. Oh, it does sound very (laughs) white. It sounds rich, super, super wealthy uh, American who is like has like a dynasty of other very wealthy people, probably racist backgrounds. Oh, definitely the movie Ready or Not. That's the name it's serving. (laughs) Yeah. um, So this is uh, produced by Dark Castle Entertainment. And you can tell by their like eight bit intro graphic, which was cool. And then uh, but the distribution is Paramount or to be more specific, Paramount. Paramount players, and I don't really understand what that means. Yeah, I don't. I have no clue. Yeah, and so basically, what that means is it's a Paramount Plus original. Uh, 
so you can find this on Paramount Plus forever. <laughs> it's not going anywhere. Anyone, if yeah. you are interested, it's not going anywhere. Yeah, if you're like 87 years old and on your deathbed and you're like, I never saw Orphan First Kill. You can totally just log into my account in the show notes. I'll leave the, cr- the credentials in the show notes. So on your deathbed, you can finally watch Orphan First Kill before you die. Wait, um, for some reason, I thought that you and I were not not sharing um, accounts. Are we not sharing accounts? Oh, wait, no, I'm by. OK, thanks for the call out, Travis, because I will be leaving Travis's credentials wait. to Paramount Plus. No, no, no. The only reason why I say that is because I was like, because I was thinking I was like, John, I'm pretty sure I gave you my account. And I was like, why are you paying? Okay, I mean, good. I'm not saying no. don't pay for it, guys. We all John and I pay for our own. But I'm I just saying, no. I mean, I, I was here for like the read, the, the full read of being like, wait, aren't you using my account? So give credit where credit is no, due. No, that, no, that's not even where I was at. Yeah. No, I wasn't even trying to read you. Read you, oh. wrote you, girl. Isn't that how, isn't that a song? Yes. Okay, cool. Well, back to this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But anyway, so this is directed by William Brent Bell. Do you think he goes by Bill Bell? Ooh, Bill Bell. Do you think he goes by Bill Bill Brent Brent Bell? Bell? I think (laughs) so. BBB. But um, just going to his IMDb Pro profile, or should I just say IMDb Pro? file yeah you yeah, should genius um yeah i can see where like the the, the hot dad energy comes from so Wait. um you can look in that at, on your own time so he has also directed uh kind of a hit um supernatural horror psychological thriller thing called the boy of 2016 oh i like starring, that starring our dear friend from the walking dead uh yes. maggie Yes, I lo- okay. I actually liked that movie. Yeah, and so, I didn't think I was going to either, but I did. I was kind of impressed. I was like, oh, yeah. He also did like the Devil Inside and an- oh, another the one. De- called, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we all know that one. Yes, yeah, <laughs> no, no, we know. Huge. Yeah, and hey. now uh, um, Orphan First Kill. Mm. You know what? You can only fail up in this business. John, what I'm trying to say is, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Which is cool. <laughs> to fail uh, up. Yeah. I so, really do love that. I love that idea. I know, right? Like, you can do no wrong. Um, so this is written by a bunch of different people. And mm. it is <laughs> starring Julia Stiles. It doesn't feel like that at all. Uh, like a half a person. It doesn't feel like it was written by a bunch of people. It doesn't feel like any ideas. It doesn't like, feel this, like, it was like an, an, an AI, like, like photo <laughs> generator, but for screenplays. John, no, honestly, that is <laughs> hilarious because truthfully, yeah. yes. Yeah. It was just like, hey, Siri. Oh, no. My Siri's going on. No, don't do I'll, it. Siri, shh, shh, shh. quiet down. False alarm. You're always listening. And that's weird because I barely pay attention to you. Um, So anyway, so this is uh, starring Julia Stiles and Isabel Furman reprising her iconic role as the uh, little girl. Honestly, you know what? That's where the budget went for her to come back to this and for Julia Stiles to join the cast. Yeah. Um, but so Isabel Furman in the first movie, it's revealed that she is not a little orphan girl. She's actually 
like a 30 something year old woman, but has a condition that at least she has a certain type of dwarfism that renders her body like a li- the proportions of a little girl. So she never physically ages up. And do you want to know what that actually really bothers me about the um, about the guard in the first in the cold open? Because oh, why don't you talk about it then? Um, so <laughs> I just want to say this when we talk about how she doesn't age up. Also, it's a very creepy because she looks like a child. Uh, yeah. And I'm pretty so, sure they needed. I, <laughs> I haven't checked the facts, but I believe Isabel Furman is an actual grown ass woman. Yes, because you could tell that whenever she her back was turned, they were using a small child to be yeah. her. It was really weird how they did it, but that I will say they did kind of well. Right, but there's there's points in this movie where you can tell like everybody's on platforms like on Apple yes. boxes or something and she's like just looking up at things. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um and uh yeah, but they they do it they do it quite well. Should we start Should we start yeah. the synopsis on this? Do you uh, want to sure. go? Yeah, let's just gloss over it. So it starts out with uh, oh, Alina. Spoiler alert, everyone. We're spoiling we're the movie for you. If yeah, we can't remember I mean, it pieces. It was already rotten, but we'll get there. <laughs> Listen, uh, if we can't remember parts of it, we're going to make it up as we go because yes. somebody did. Somebody else made this up as they went. Yeah, so they we did feel this like- to themselves. <laughs> uh, they made this bed and now they're going to have to lay in it because two gay men are about to go in. Oh, yeah, we're going in. And so it starts out and somewhere in like Russia or something. It's very cold, very snowy. Um, And uh, we cut to Lena, who is uh, she is an orphan. She is in this institution for like the criminally insane, the murderously insane. And she is locked in a cell and it looks like um, basically a room with things in it. And uh, she does look like a little girl. And they oh, tell yeah. us that a lot, that she's not actually a little girl. It's known. It's not a secret. They okay? really drive it home. If you haven't seen the first one, now you yeah. know. And this is basically um, Lena's origin story. So it's a prequel to the original Orphan. Is and, it? And uh, yes. So she. Oh, because um, the first kill thing. Got it. Yeah. And like this whole thing with Julia Stiles, this whole story. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the the original film picks up where this left off. And that's the backstory that they that that protagonist comes to uncover. It's like, oh, they all died in a fire. Ooh, but but that's really weird because it seems like Lena's Esther is actually not Esther at all. She's Lena. But that's the last movie. And so uh, <laughs> she's she's in this uh, Russian prison for the criminally insane, I guess. And she, um, uh, there's like this weird, really creepy scene with the guards. That's like watching her voyeuristically from the C- the, the clip, the, the security cam. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And he, he tries her something. To, yeah. And he brings her a gift and like, she basically seduces him while looking like a little girl and he's totally into it. And so when she kills him, I was like, yeah, that's I mean, yeah. already it's so it's weird. I'm it's like, already weird. good. She killed him because she's probably like, ew, gross, perv. And so she murders him. Yeah. And there's some I got to say. So she this is how she gets out, by the way. She overtakes the guard, murders him. 
and uh, overtakes other guards. And she basically gets away very easily. Yeah. And she, she gets into a car of a new worker. She started that day. Like a psychologist. Yeah. Yes. An like art, a child psychologist or an something art like teacher. that. Like an art teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Which was, which was weird because I don't know. I'm not going to try to make sense of it because they're tr- kind of like trying to treat her like a little girl, but they know that she's not a little girl. Even though they say don't treat her, don't underestimate her. But here's this child psychologist to, for you. She's not even a wrong. child. No, she's not a child psychologist. She is the art. She's the art lady. She tries oh. to do healing through art. Oh, and it seems like work. something you would do for a child. <clears throat> anyway, that's how so I she, felt about it. Right. So she like um, uh, follows this this uh, this teacher home uh, to her place and in the trunk uh, of her car, by the, the way, trunk of her car sneaks into her place while she's inside and murders her. And in doing so, she can you uh, I, I was I lost on me. Let me how, tell how you she, how she found her next home. So this is what she did. So she went to missing people in the United States she was like, do do do. She went to missing people, except for they're in Russia, and the laptop for some reason was in English, which made no sense. I'm like, why don't you oh, guys just keep it? Why don't you guys just keep it? Um, uh, like I'm fine with reading subtitles. Like you're in Russia, I don't yeah. need this Russian woman's laptop to be in um English. Also, I don't need everyone in this movie if you're in Russia to speak English. Yeah, you can have subtitles. Go for it. But I get it. Whatever. I'm not going to go into it. So she finds a missing person that looks eerily just like her. And this little girl's name is Esther. And Esther is missing. And they show the age progression. Right. You also know side by side. Yes. You do. You also know how easily she finds this person. So easy. Completely easy. Like an identical match. She's like, oh, look, a stranger that I look exactly like. John, and they happen she, to be the family happens to be super wealthy, like d- American rich, diplomats, rich, rich, rich. They have a private plane, rich. Uh, also, um, it's crazy to me that she just asked Jeeves for like a missing person and found her twin sister. Yeah. So um, anyway, yeah. <laughs> It's Julia. all very convenient, but we got to get to the story real fast. We do, I'm, do you mind? Actually, do you mind if I take the ropes here? Oh, please do. I'm sweating. John, well, that's, honestly, it's, it's probably pretty warm there. It is. Wait, hold on. Before we do this, I need this to get through this. So that's A little all, bit of ASMR. That's all for you. Okay. Asmer. So, here's how we're going to do this. Okay. All right. So now. Give it to me. The story has started to roll. You're like, oh, wow. Okay. She looks just like this missing person. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Taking the leap of faith. Thank I'm like, you. All right. Great. So now we meet Julia Stiles and the hot husband and then the douchebag son, Gunner. I don't know if you can have a worse name oh, than Gunner. Right. He's like fencing. And Gunner's fencing. So that, that's a sure sign of a douchebag is if their character rich. is. Yeah. It's like a weird fencing tournament. And I'm like, I cannot relate. No, John. Fencing is the weirdest. Good for you if you can fence. You have money. It's like, what is this, like 1536? It's so weird. So this movie takes place in 2007. There's like flip flip phones and stuff. Oh. Did you catch the flip phones? Oh, it is a period piece because of it's the last period movie. Piece. Yeah. Yes. So 
Anyway, Gunner's fencing, he wins. Uh, Julia Stiles, hot dad. Uh, they're the parents to Gunner, and they are leaving. So Gunner's like, I'm going to go hang out with my friends. And Julia's like, okay, bye. So they go, they're walking, and all of a sudden there's a detective outside. And, and Julia's like, like, right? John, she goes, <laughs> and then yeah. the dad's like, uh. so he cries a little bit. Yeah, so he's like, that's stinks um but no she's like she's like what is he doing here she really like, does say it I like, was like oh. oh like okay okay rude rude ass Jeez. a hello would be nice yeah she God. looks at him she gives him the side eye she throws him a side eye emoji um and then yeah, the dad goes like, up there She's like, my life's about to change and I don't like that. It was the vibe that I was getting. Yeah. So yeah. basically the detective's like, we have some news on your daughter. And then Julia Stiles like, <gasps> and then it cuts to her on a plane and she's on her or getting off a plane and she is in Russia. Yeah. She's like, I got to go pick this thing up. She's like, oh my God. So she walks in. And she walks into this massive room that's filled with only a piano. It makes no sense. Um, <laughs> yeah. like, you know what? We only had the budget for a piano and no furniture. <laughs> so I'm like, hmm, uh, probably for the acoustics, I'm assuming. Right. Um, yes. You need a giant space. <laughs> so behind just, that. <laughs> just for the sound. Behind that piano sits the little orphan girl. Little orphan granny is what we're going to call her because she is old. <laughs> So little orphan granny is sitting sitting behind the piano and Julia's like, we don't know exactly how old she is, by the way. We don't. It's really bizarre because they don't say they said that she's only been missing four years. They say that this this Lena is actually in like a 30 something year old person. But towards the end, you're like, she might be a lot older. Yeah, I feel like um, and we'll get to it because it actually plays a part into which, by the way. Yeah. Do we want to do it? Yeah, they do show they do Uh show her teeth at one point. Why does she need the fake teeth? She could easily have been missing. She's missing her front teeth. Oh, but she ain't. I'm not oh telling no. you to go back. She oh is no, not she's missing not. the front teeth. They're just yellow and crazy. Why does she need that? She could be a kidnapped girl with poor dental hygiene. They don't need the teeth. She could have easily just pulled it off with crusty well, yellows. I mean, this is very socially aware of uh, Esther because she's probably like, these rich assholes will probably reject me based off the quality of my teeth, no matter how long their daughter's been missing. No, you want to know what would have made it more believable is for them to be like, no, baby girl. We're going to fix those rotten mounds in your mouth. She could have conned her way into veneers. John, she could have had lumineers. She could have had TV teeth. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are we talking about here? Anyway, so Julia's like, yeah. So, so little orphan granny comes yeah. up from behind the piano and she runs to Julia and they have an embrace and a hug and then they get on that plane and they're back to America. And yeah, and Julia's kind of like cold as ice. She is actually, she's as cold as them diamond earrings up in her ears. Those were beautiful. Did you see them by the way? That was probably a part of her contract too. She's like, I get to keep whatever (laughs) like 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 whatever diamond jewelry 
But I require diamond jewelry in the wardrobe and I get to keep it. Yeah. They said, fine, but we're only letting you go to Zales. So <laughs> and she's like, no deal. Um, <laughs> she so, said every kiss with, begins with K and I mean 10 extra K. So I'm going to require 10 extra thousand dollars to pay for those earrings. It's either 10. <laughs> it seems low for her. Honestly. Yeah. So they're back anyway. in America. John, take it away. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So she, Esther is, has successfully conned her way into this, uh, very wealthy family and she is meeting the family. Her, her brother, uh, Gunnar Albright, who's very nasty right away to her. He's like, and, uh, Hey, yeah. He's like, <laughs> um, why are you back? His sister and, that is supposedly kidnapped and missing. He does not give two rats dicks about he's like hey yeah he's like whatever i was very used to being the only child yeah he was Uh, not having it yeah and i hate that name gunner john really horrible if your name's gunner i'm really sorry sorry. we actually do apologize so sorry sorry your parents but you know what you can change your name it's probably not a free service and i don't know how to go about it but you can find it i'm gonna find the way Honestly, you really, yeah, you're do something ha- really anonymous like John or yeah. Travis. Yeah. <laughs> and then create a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, anyway, so she meets her dad, which is sparks right away. Full sparks, like cut the tension with the knife. And by tension, I mean sensual tension. He's literally the only reason why I continued watching this movie. Yeah. And he is also, <laughs> if you're curious, he's played by curious. he's played by Rossif Sutherland. Oh, Rossif, huh? Yeah, maybe I would I mean, why stop at Rossif? Why not keep it going with Rossifer? Or Rossifend. Yeah. Ross. <laughs> I mean, if you, I mean, you, it's Ross. Yeah. But keep going with it. Honestly, drag it on, throw yeah. tack on like 10 more letters. Right. <laughs> and if we're going to attack everybody's names in this movie, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, so sorry. Anyway, uh, back to the story. We're not making fun of his name. He's super hot. I would take it. Okay. Did you want to? <laughs> A moment of silence for that. Oh, no, I need you to continue. Okay, cool, cool, cool. (laughs) I support it. Thank you. But anyway, so um, can I ask you a question? Mm -mm. It was. No, (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) You're like, absolutely not. Uh, So (laughs) I I found myself asking the the same question over and over again throughout the entirety of this movie, which why are we here? I was like, no, yeah, I was like, (laughs) but also, was there any, did they even explore where she was kidnapped to or who the kidnappers were and what her whole backstory was or what they made her do? I can tell you right now. No, they didn't. But here's what one of the writers in the writer's room was like, this is getting too complicated. Um, She's not going to explain who kidnapped her. They even literally said. We're not going to have her tell us who did it yet. She needs to go to the child psychologist. She can talk to her when she's ready. And so they literally swept it all under the rug. They never come back to that. John, they didn't. They uh, never come back to that. Because if I were if I were a dad who was like, this is my daughter. It. And like, I would be like, I was like, what? I would be like, what the heck 
did they do to you all these years? And where were you? And who was it? And where did you go missing? Also, I would be very suspicious. I would be like, were you trafficked? Uh, Were you were you abused? How do you know how to play the piano so well? I was like, Like, oh, I was like, oh, they kidnapped you to teach you the arts. Great. Like, no, (laughs) they sent her to Juilliard. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, Uh, I don't know. That really irked me throughout this entire thing, because (sighs) John, they say, okay, so in the child psychologist's office, we're now at this point where the family is sending her to a child psychologist. Psychologist is like. Hey, so are you ready to talk? She's like, not really. She's like, my family keeps asking me all of these intrusive questions. However, she does her Russian accent and she's like, but I'm not ready to talk about it. So they glaze over it. That is lazy, lazy, lazy. Glazy. They glazed right over it. Oh my (laughs) God. Uh, It's so bad and so glaring that I'm like, I couldn't get past it. I'm like, why are these parents who are like trying to be like really sensitive to their 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 daughter who's been kidnapped and something mysterious totally happened over the course of years like i'm like why are they making her do all these sort of normal things and making her dress a certain way or whatever i'm like what they have they are fully just like thrusting her into like this is how you need to be as a kid now they're just accepting her at face value when yeah, straight and Esther and Esther. This is like the logic problem in Esther's whole gig, which is like she's trying to perform this like role of a of a person she never really knew. Like just like she has like this maybe idea of what the real Esther was and stuff personality wise. And she's trying to like emulate this sweet little innocent girl. Whereas she has full license to be as messed up isolated, alienated, crazy as she wants to, because she could just justify it of like how terrible and horrific her kidnapping was. John. Okay. Like, why are we trying to, why are we trying to play this whole innocent girl role? That's what I'm saying, because here's the thing. And if this girl's such a genius, she would have thought, you know what? I can use this to my advantage. I've been kidnapped. I'm a psychopath now. And yeah, guess what? It's she like you guys been, are going to have to deal with my damage. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to rip the head off a bird and you're going to live with it because I've come back from a traumatic situation. Right. Because <laughs> I was horribly abused and trafficked by Russians. All she has to do is make it up. No one's going to find these people. She can make up anyone. And also, they're never going to find these people because nobody even goes looking for them. No, except for the detective who keeps snooping around. So here's where the movie This movie took a twist, which I was like, "Okay, all right, work, because I was almost (laughs) here for it. All right. So anyway, some shit happens. We're like, let's jump to the midpoint where Julia Stiles really takes a turn. So here's the thing. Julia Stiles and the hot husband go to a gala. They're so happy. The girl's back. Everything's changed. Everything changed. So we can and leave her totally alone and go to a gala with Gunner. We're going to leave her alone with Gunner and Gunner's like, having she, a party. She like, yeah, right. Yes. Yes, he is. She tells Gunner to fuck himself, which I was like, yes, Work. I agree. Yeah. So because honestly, <laughs> he should have. Yeah, What's so terrible. crazy about this movie is that they try to make you feel bad for a serial killer. And I almost did. Yeah, they I mean, they they really swing for that fence. 
And at moments I'm like, okay, yes, I understand why they had to do this Julia Stiles twist because they needed us to feel bad for Esther herself. Even though it doesn't hold water. No. So here's the thing. Because then we find ourselves in a situation where all of the characters are unsympathetic and I can't latch on to anyone. Except for one, the dad. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, the blue screen. So (laughs) we're going to get to the midsection. And I think the midsection is when Julia Stiles is like uh, she she comes into play. So mom and dad come home. So here's mom and dad come home from the gala. Gunner's been smoking and having a party and the detective has been snooping around the house. Well, guess what, Esther? She's not keen on this. She doesn't like this. And she does not like this detective snooping around. So somehow she finds out the address of this detective, which what? And she um, goes there in the snow, by the way, she goes there in the snow. How she got there. Nobody knows. That's a rhyme for you all. Yes. And um, thank you. While this is happening, Julia comes home and she's like, Esther, Esther. Esther. And she and the Esther. shower is on in Esther's bathroom. Esther. <laughs> yeah. And she notices <laughs> Esther's not there. And she's like, OMG fam. So she's like, I gotta, go, I gotta go snooping around in the room. Yeah. She's like Pamela Harris. And she, she opens up this book of Esther's and she's like, why is my face scribbled out? This is the worst drawing ever. She's like, John is a stick <laughs> figure. So she's super upset. And then yeah. she notices Esther has the address to the detective. And then John take it away. Uh, yeah, so basically Julia Stiles, uh, her suspicions are confirmed that Esther is not her real daughter. So she's like, oh, crap, there's only one place she could be because my son Gunner told me that like something happened or whatever. So she goes, so we cut to the detective and he's like, he's running fingerprints because he stole like a record out of her room and he like can totally sequence uh, fingerprints at home really, really fast in 2007. So that's cool. Yeah, um, he did. He used it on, it was an app on, um, yeah, it was like AOL. A- yeah, it was on a sidekick. He did it on yeah. a sidekick. It was like a GeoCities. Oh, uh, yes, yes, yes. It was like Neopets. Self-made site. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway. He did it on his Tamagotchi. Right, right. <laughs> it was his touchtone phone. <laughs> no, he had his Furby do it. <laughs> right, right. He saw The Matrix in 2007 <laughs> at least five times. Um, so he, uh, and as soon as he gets confirmation that it's not Esther, which is a mystery that the audience doesn't care about because we know everything already. We already know. Uh, he goes, if you're not Esther, then who are you? And so, Esther's standing so to, right so to, behind him. Right. And so to visually confirm that for us is a waste time and effort <laughs> yes and, so, and, then esther. <laughs> and esther was like i'm a surprise bitch and then kills him but only nice him in the neck so he's like still alive and but then julia styles is like esther and she's like oh my god i've been caught mommy sorry and then like she's like um i have this gun and i'm gonna shoot the detective dead so Julia Stiles shoots the detective where you're like, what just happened? And, and then Julia standing Stiles, there, dude, the look on Esther's face is like, um, what? But also she's like, she's, she's like, what? But then she's also kind of like, I'm interested. Yeah. She's like, hmm. Things she's, just got interesting. Yeah. Or whatever she, that she turned into is. Megan. Yeah. She turned into Megan the doll. <laughs> <laughs> Megan the doll. Um, and so, then Julia has a conversation with Esther about 
She's like, look, I know you're a grown ass woman. Okay? She's like, and I know you're not my daughter because my daughter's dead. And the reason why I know she's dead is because I dropped that bitch down a well. And I dropped that bitch down a well after uh, to protect Gunner, who accidentally, quote unquote, killed you. This As gave a, me John Benet Ramsey vibes. Bad. Right. It's like we gotta stuff this thing somewhere in in like a suitcase or a deep well or something. Yep. She said, and guess what? You're gonna play Esther, whether you like it or not, bitch. So yeah. she's like, and help me take this body to the well. So they drop the they drop that detective in the well, and Esther Esther goes. This is where Esther's body is. Julia Stiles snatches that bitch's right. neck and goes, "Don't you say her name?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even though nothing, none of this holds water. By the way, no. so this is where this is where everything unravels. Even further, because mm. a lot of other questions start popping through my mind, such as why didn't Julia Stiles take this opportunity to shoot both the detective and the person she knows is impersonating her daughter and she's wanted to get rid of anyway? And so um, they do answer that question. And it also doesn't make any sense because she says it's not the time yet. And I'm like. When is the time that if the time's not now, when? Because you have a literal murder. Now there are two. There are two psychopaths. Three psychos under one roof. Right. And you can eliminate one of those right off the bat. And you kill Gunner and keep the daughter. Gunner sucks. At least, you know, you can go shopping with Esther. Right. You need someone to help you murder someone. Esther's there. Gunner's a pussy. Yeah. And it's just like. Kill Gunner. So, yeah, so the, the, the movie spins into this whole thing where it's like now um, Esther is a prisoner in this home as well. And, and she they're tormenting her. Like, yeah, they're tormenting her. They are trying to poison her at points that which also whenever that. So Julia Stiles tries to poison Esther at one point. And at that point, I was like, so now's the time to kill her. You just she said dropped her into that well right then. Yeah, you said one scene ago that now is not the time to kill her. Like, what are you doing? And so they try to justify that with with uh, Julia Stiles, like wanting um, Esther's um, sort of uh, being back in the father's life to inspire him to be the amazing artist he was meant to become. And so that also doesn't work out. And that logic also doesn't hold water for me. No. <laughs> None of the see the thing is, it's like this is where we get into the two different movies territory, because when the twist happened, I was like, this can either go. This can go one way or another. I'm so sorry, John, that I keep doing this to you. (laughs) You It's got to come out one way or another. It doesn't have to come out on the podcast, but literally this is how much respect I have for the movie. (laughs) I have so much respect for you, but I have to let you know this is how I feel. No, it Um, is very valid feelings because. But because they could they go through lengths in the second half of this movie to like build out the second story, like the tension of like the the mother and the son being in on uh, the Esther truth and trying to control and contain her in, in an effort to have the dad become inspired to be an amazing artist. And that starts to go south really quickly. And there's several different scenes of like push and pull of them knowing about each other. And like there's a dead rat inside of a smoothie at one point. And but at this at the end of the day, I'm just like they could have done like they could have done none of that and just continued. They they could have whenever Julius uh, Julius Stiles shoots that detective dead, 
they could have employed like a like a fifth like a 45 minute very no holds barred like survival of the fittest between Trisha Albright, Julia Stiles and Esther slash Lena and like the entire family. And like also the the husband could have been brought into the fold and then started a genuinely good person could have had to be sort of conflicted about what to do with this information. That's what I'm saying. So everyone knows, except for the good dad, the shitty son knows that he killed his sister. So he's been living with the secret this whole time. Yeah. So whenever they say they're not going to kill her, they immediately start to try to kill her. And that doesn't make any fucking sense to me. The worst part about it is so they try to poison her. I think she says you're going to go to sleep. Is she trying to put a sleeping pill on her so they can kill her somewhere else? I think they're they're just straight up trying to kill her. Uh, Toxicology, you stupid asshole. They're going to be like, she was poisoned. How did it happen? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So we can try to make sense of this, but this is like some weird delirium movie that like where nothing makes sense. So we're nearing the end. We have talked and talked and John. Oh, right, right. Let's just get to it. Why don't you just get right to that whole house fire? Oh, we're getting to the house fire. So everything comes to a head. Okay. Hot dad is gone. He is. He's gone and he's going to be showing his artwork. Okay. Esther has a failed attempt at uh, pushing Gunner and Trisha onto the train tracks all before this happens. Anyway, everything, like I said, boils. The the pot starts boiling over. Also, they are constantly letting this murderous girl they know who is murderous out of their sight. What's so insane to me is like always like they're, they're always letting Esther leave their sight. They are. So here's what happens. Trisha and Gunner try to make Esther's death look like a suicide by slitting her wrist. Well, guess what? Esther's a slippery, slippery snake, and she sneaks her fucking ass out of that room. Actually, she don't sneak. She runs. And then she starts everything up. Trisha gets in a fight with her. Gunner gets in a fight with her. Yeah. The subtlety is no longer a thing. They are punching, throwing things. They Knifing are. Knifing things. That's a, and then they they somehow. OK, so one of them gets tossed into the stove, which turns well, on first, the burner. And then that burner lights the house on fire, which is yes, crazy. Lights the house on fire. That would Esther never sh- happen. No. First of all, you have to let it click and let the ga- let the gas ignite. Also. Let's That's not talk. how gas stoves work. You don't just bump into them and they're suddenly ablaze. No, it does not work like that. But here's the thing. It was already on. If you notice, oh. that thing was on. And I was like, what was she doing? Was she making tea? So the stove was on. That's how they did making it. Making tea while they're trying to like think about staging a suicide? Yeah. So then what I'm thinking is also. They just got home. How did your wallpaper <laughs> light up that quick? Doesn't matter. Gunner gets shot. Okay. They're like, we're going to make a mansion. But everything. Get this is going to be flammable, highly (laughs) flammable. (laughs) Everything here is made out of wafer paper. Yeah, it's like I just love living in like constant suspense that I can die in a house fire. Do you know how long it took to make this house? It's made completely out of popsicle sticks. (laughs) Yeah, it's popsicle sticks wrapped in toilet paper, (laughs) doused in kerosene. And that's the vibe. Honestly, for real, it was the the whole house. It came with a warning. Warning, very flammable. And they were like, we'll take it. So (laughs) they're like, great. Fast ending. (laughs) Yes. So uh, Gunner dies by gunshot and stab stabbings many yeah. fatal stabbings and he's yes. in the art room right um 
dad's on the way home now because some shit happens and it doesn't matter why <laughs> it really doesn't matter why, <laughs> but, but the dad's coming up. home, the dad's coming home. And at this point, the house is totally engulfed in flames and guess who's on the roof. Uh, now Trisha Albright and <laughs> Esther are on the roof, but they're not really on a roof. They are literally in front of a blue screen and John. Right. So they, they find a way both of them to tumble down the roof and, and latch onto the side of the, of the gutter. Um, and they're, they're right side by side and they are like trying to like push each other off uh, and to, to each death. And then that's whenever the dad arrives and the dad's all like sees them dangling off of the burning house. And he's like, no. So I'll what does he do? You. He, he runs climbs, up to he that scales up, He scales John. up that building two seconds flat. And then he, and then, so they're, they're like, save me, no, save me, no, save me. And this was giving me full, the good son vibes. With that Macaulay Culkin, Elijah Wood. This is the same ending as that movie. Is it? Yes. And oh. if, it's an if you know, you know. It's a great movie of the 90s. A great I stuff. know what movie you're talking about. I just never watched it. Yeah. So so like this is this is the ending of, of this movie. So it's the mother. It's a very Sophie's so, choice so, or what? So it's like, yeah, it's a Sophie's choice moment. And then whatever. But anyway, so he decides to take the hand. The dad, of, by the way. Yeah. So the dad decides to take the hand of Esther and save her because he doesn't have two arms. He, he can't he can't grab them both at the same time. Nope. He can only use his effort for one of them. He can only use his effort for <laughs> Esther. And so wouldn't you hold point, out both of your arms and be like, both of you grab one? I mean, the thing is, is at that point, I would have just been like, oh, damn, I can't like R.I.P. That's too much. <laughs> that house is too on fire for me to go into. And so I wouldn't have gone in. Period. Wouldn't have, you wouldn't have put yourself into that position. No, you would you'd have, you'd have seen that coming a mile away and have been like, you know, what? I'm going to avoid this conflict yeah. and I'm just going to like, I'm going to bounce. You're like, is, this like cab, you, uh, is the cab still good? Can I, can we just, can we just put the yeah, cab yeah, in yeah, reverse? Yeah. He's like, call the fire department, but wait, don't leave. I have to run inside for some stuff real quick. Yeah, he's like, he's like you know what, mister? Just slow down. Just like roll to a hall and turn off the headlights <laughs> and we'll see how this plays out. Yeah, he's like, I mean, he said there's two people hanging off the side of this roof. Yeah, so anyway, I wanna, like I just want to be diplomatic about yeah, this. Yeah. Um, so uh, anyway, so it is unfortunately Julia Stiles falls, falls to her death. And this is giving her a very great role of the omen. I mean, I she is she is uh, dangling from a staircase in the omen and that kid like crunches her fingers and she falls and she's paralyzed the rest of the movie. Oh, well, in this movie, she is her she head has explodes, passed away. Um, yes. Her head smashes into the ground. Yeah, and there's it, just no coming back from that. I'm like, sorry, we saved the last dance. Yeah, we did <laughs> save the last dance for Esther and hot dad, who, yeah. by the way, is like. They're both crying on top of this house that is fully on fire. Yeah. And, and for, then some, for some, reason, some reason, John, oh my God. <laughs> why is he doing that to her face? Yes. And then her teeth pop out and he's like, you're a monster. <laughs> John, it is so lame. He turns on her really fast. He's and like, your teeth, I reject you. Dude, in an instant, he goes, you're not Esther all because of her fake teeth. And it's like, what? 
uh, yeah. So anyway, that's that's the thing that happens. He in falls this movie. off the roof, but he is smushing her face. Why is On, he smushing her face? So first of all, they are hugging like, oh, my God, I saved you from falling to your death. Meanwhile, this roof that we're on is going to cave in any second. But let's stand here longer. I literally did not understand why he was doing that with his hands to her face. Yeah, it was that all made in, no in, sense. No, that's not what you do to somebody's face in any circumstance. It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Only and the only reason they did that is so they can be like, it's a reveal. Her teeth. Who cares? Like literally <sighs> who cares? Her teeth were the catalyst. That's what it you're telling me. Doesn't make any sense no so her false teeth pop out because dad is fucking kneading the dough on her yeah. face and, and then, then she's like, like she's Live. like we, she's like i love you and we can be together in a relationship she said i did this for us and then she's like you're a monster and then she's like well you're dead and then he she <laughs> throws him off of <laughs> the house and he dies side by side in a, in a very neat, tidy, bloody way Do you next to Julia Styles. You want to know what's so annoying, though, is after she flings him off the roof, she's like, no, Esther <laughs> immediately regrets her decision. Right? She's like, I'm such a bitch. So then the movie basically ends with. Uh, the yeah. beginning of the first orphan movie. Right. And it's like them, like, seeing they're the, passing like, her off to adoption uh, agency. Like, yeah. She's been through a whole lot. Yeah. She was like, she was kidnapped and like, and then her, her family like died and stuff and a very horrible fire. And then like, it's like really like, no one's going to want her. And then they're like, someone's going to want her. Yeah. And then she has a little fake tear. Somebody used the menthol drops on her. So yeah. she cried a little and then she had a little smirk. And yeah, then the she's movie like, ended. Yeah, they know Movie ends. Movie thankfully. over. And then by the end of that, I was just like, this was a wild ride. It was stupid. But anyway, <laughs> let's, let's not linger and uh, one more second on that because we got to get to the Rothen, the Rothen tomatoes. The Roth, the Rothen tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> the Rothen tomatoes yes um yeah so the tomatometer is 73 percent no which that's is false teeth that is also has false teeth <laughs> those are those are flippers honey <laughs> uh and then the audience score is 77 percent. so people largely enjoyed this movie what was the audience score 77 percent. so this is fresh no this is listen Honestly, yeah, we have to start taking the power from the people you know because this, this is, is yeah, too much. You know what? This is also an, and this is a hugely indicative of the downfall of society. <laughs> in this, this movie's not good. In a world, we live in a reality, in a timeline. This movie's not good. Where Orphan First Kill gets a 73% on oh, Rotten Tomatoes. Well, then why don't you tell us a review and why somebody gave this a 73 Okay, cool. So first I'll give the, the critics and consensus is leaning into its ludicrous premise. Orphan Orphan First Kill is a sequel that holds its own and for fans of campy horror, maybe even represent an improvement on the original. Disagree. Um, 
Okay, here's where I'm so sick, and we've already talked about this. I'm sick of the overuse of campy. This was not a camp movie. So anyway, this, we won't go were, into it. No, we're not we going won't. into it. We won't. So the audience says, as long as you don't think about it too much, Orphan <laughs> First Kill is a fun, <laughs> twisty thriller with plenty okay. of replay value. John, that's my favorite backhanded <laughs> compliment I have ever heard. I am not joking. I screenshot that. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Well, as long as you don't think about it too much, it's like kind of a good movie. It's literally the best. <laughs> I love that review because that person is 100% correct. If you don't think about this movie, if you just shut your brain down, like, if, like yes, cool. Like your mind is going to be reeling if you think about it too much. But if you don't, but if you don't. If, if you just you, numb yourself, do some laundry in the back and just have this playing in the background. Like you're, you're cooking Thanksgiving dinner and very, very busy and sweaty. And this is just like on. Yeah. Then it's a great movie. John, literally, had they said, if you closed your eyes, turned this movie off and walked into a different room, this would be a good movie. Yeah. Like, Ugh. but at that, you know what? We're out of time. I'll, so we're out of time, but I need before we uh, two seconds, we're going to get yeah. we have two minutes left. Yes. John, out of how many uh, how many um, f- uh, dentures do you give yeah. this movie? Uh, well, I'll, I'll give it uh, out of how many out of out of 10 um, dad weirdly smushing your face until your teeth <laughs> fall out. I will give it like uh, a three. I think that's the scale I'm going to go off to out of weird like face kneading. I'm going to give this a movie two. <laughs> and kneading it like dough. John, the only reason I'm giving it a two is because that blue screen <laughs> served. And that is it. That blue screen came to work and, and did it the best that it could do. And also... John. And that's what that, those Julia Stiles tried as well. Hard. Yeah. I'm giving this movie a two. It doesn't yeah. get a three. If this you is- like flames that look like liquid and that don't emit any smoke throughout the house, then this is the movie for you. John, this movie's this really, movie's yeah. bad. Cool. Like it is a bad movie. <laughs> it's a bad movie that we spent over an hour on. So we got to wrap this up and move on to the next one. So if you haven't listened by, by this point, where this is our our second uh, episode of the week, we're doing Halloween ends. So listen to it now. But at that, you know what, Travis? Everyone's got to do what? Uh, roll the credits. Just roll the credits. <laughs> no, they got to like, comment, oh. subscribe, follow us on Twitter at MGI Podcast, and uh, go to our new website www.meangirlsinterrupted.com, and you can find out how to listen there on your preferred platform, and also find a way to contact us. Let us know what movie you want us to review next, and also just kind of like uh, you can troll us there too. We uh, love it. It's our kink. We embrace that. And uh, with that, Travis, we're going to have to see you at the movies. Roll the credits, you twist that had potential but ended up being a giant flop. (laughs) 